I'm not saying I'm a trendsetter by no means. I just do me. I'm not saying I'm just this rogue individual. You know what I'm saying? But, I, you know, I stay in my lane. And, uh, you know, sometimes I like to, you know, skedaddle out of work early. You know, I'm talking two, potentially three hours early now. It is, you know, just I try to get out of there, you know. And I really don't like when people, like, see me do that potentially. And that gives them the idea that they could do that as well. And with that being said, that just brings me to my next point. Bruh, just do you and be be yourself. Because it's nothing like when somebody could potentially blow up the spot and get everybody popped. No matter what it is, somehow y'all found a way to watch the movies for free. Somebody else just, you know, friendly bopping, you know, get the whole everybody pop. You know, y'all can find a way to get the hookup on them J's or whatever. One person just, you know, bopping, get everybody pop. It could vary from situation to situation. I just hate when people ride coattail, not really riding their own wave, mess around, get everybody pop. <laughs> I said, whoa, welcome to the Best Friend Weekend Podcast. It's your man, Aldo Nice. It's your boy, Raj Move. Wow, it's your boy, Los, a.k.a. C.A.P. I think on everything I put your name, um, it's your boy, C.A.P., a.k.a. Los. But I think, every I don't every know single time, I just never I, even corrected it. <laughs> but what else? One of these days, I'm going to fix it. Bro, it's a weird um, flex, but you get it. <laughs> but okay, huh? Um... <laughs> I think that was I think that was um, very interesting what Rumble said. I'm in total agreement. I mean, Twenty five thousand percent. You're not wrong when you're right, Rumble. Um, you're not wrong. Just the right. just the work the work deal. Like yes. I, I realized this recently. I was thinking about it. Um, one year, um, when I was teaching, I was in the um. I used to leave to get my hair cut on my planning period. And then one day it was like the the last day of school, so we had like the teacher in service, and all the teachers was there. So I left and went to get my hair cut. When I came back, they said, "Oh, we had a whole meeting in the um, cafeteria, and you won like most outstanding teacher, but you wasn't there to get your award because you was out getting a haircut, and everybody was in bitches was like talking down, like that happened." Um, another time I was teaching summer school and I had to get a haircut right before we went to Essence Fest. So I left mm-hmm. work, like all, we had all our kids in one room. I left, went to get a haircut, came back. When I came back, the summer school coordinator was like, did you leave? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, all right, well, just go home for the rest of the summer. Like we can't, like, I got to let you go. I was like, this is the last day and I don't give a fuck. And I yeah. left. And like, <laughs> so I think I always had that for a bad habit of just leaving work. <laughs> <laughs> whatever yeah. the hell I want to, cutting. I, like I'm definitely guilty of, of that. Uh, I definitely. So I would hate if somebody was following in my trend, in my footsteps, and people were seeing it and being like, "Hey, oh, oh why is everybody gone?" Like that type yeah. of thing. I'd hate it. Hate that. In shit. my in my situation, I was I leave. I was coming later and parking in the back and <laughs> coming through the back door. So it was just me and the people who normally park in the back like all the time. And then next thing you know. I'm back in my car and I see two more people. I'm like, hold on, huh? y'all. don't listen. 
You know what I'm saying? And then that kept happening. Two more people came. They think, you know, I get called in the office tomorrow, you know, hey, um, you know, we, we want to try to park in the front. <laughs> I'm like, man, I've been doing this for like years. Now, all of a sudden, you know, everybody want to come blow up the spot riding coattail. You got to ride your own wave, bro. <laughs> on my on my late wave. Yeah, I'm a- come on now. I'm gonna touch. I'm gonna touch base on the whole when you get the hook up on them J's. Yeah. Um. I'm a. I'm a tie that. I'm a tie that to. There was a point in time where like, I'm gonna say we was trendsetters. Me and a couple other a couple other folks on the designer belts. Of course, they weren't real. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we we was we knew the spot to get them to where they looked it, like they look real. And the thing is, is sometimes whenever you put other people on to your whatever your connection is, they don't know how to handle it. Mm. Like they they get they get too greedy. So whenever <laughs> I got a black Gucci and then a pattern Louis Vuitton and you know maybe one other belt, and you're like, and somebody come up to you and say, man, where you got that belt from? Of course, I got it from the Louis Vuitton store, LouisVuitton.com, Gucci.com. But of course, I got some partners where I'd be like, man, I got that for the low, you know, like a. It it looked real, right? Like it's 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 a very good quality. Like and then we actually spend a little bit on them over a hundred dollars, you know, to to make sure that the quality is a one. In fact, the quality was so a one that I still have a theory that these belts fell off the back of a truck. But I'm just saying. So uh, whatever makes you, you feel got good partners about wearing pot- <laughs> Either way, either I, way. I mean, that's just what I think. I so want you to I got that. I got uh I got I got partners that we didn't turn we put on. And they buy every single one. They buy the red Gucci. I hate them. They buy the, the, the blue Gucci. They got the they Gucci buy, the outfit. Yellow Gucci. The pants with the they shirt. They got the yeah. With the shoes. They done the bought other stuff off the, the shoes off from the from the uh, from the connect. They got everything, hey, and they mess it up because people know that you don't have enough money to have all of that Gucci. Yeah. But I could save my money for two belts. Yeah. So I. I definitely feel him on the on the uh, on the thing. I, I'm a big I'm a big I'm I'm big on doing you and Do I mean, you and be careful who you put on. And that brings the heat down on the on the on the whole crew, like you said. Other people could see it. I remember mm-hmm. when this podcast is brought to you by Charlie was getting them um them fake shoes by the from them China shoes by the boatload. Yeah. We didn't talk about them on 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 this podcast before. I just all my theory, like you just said, Raj. My theory was always. I'm not about to get no J's from this dude because yeah. people know what J's look like. And if it's an imperfection, I'm going to be out here with some fake J's. But yeah. I did get a pair of <laughs> like Kobe Grinch. Um, the ones PJ Tucker had on the other night, I had a pair of them and I had a pair of like Prada boots. That's mm-hmm. like, nigga, you don't know if I like, you don't, you don't know what a Prada boot. But then if you hung around them boys long enough, you realize Charlie them used ah. to have, man, yeah. He got every Gucci shoe, every Gucci flip flop, every Prada, every um, you know, and it was like he wore them six at a time. Yeah, so I could. He, got, really he got, I got, got. Nope. Well, I I realized we weren't friends at the time. Well, at least I thought we were, but we weren't as good as friends as I, I would hope we were at the time. Because I definitely got got, and he was like, I got the hookup. He never said they, you know, it wasn't the real A1. deal. Yeah, and I tried to get them grapes. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. Just, they just said they were some plums. Yeah, I left them at, Listen, they, they were so bad. I ain't I left them. At, I put them in the trash at the corner store. And some dude had came behind me and grabbed them out of there. That's funny. Uh, I mean, and this goes for a whole bunch of situations. I ain't gonna get into too much stuff, but like in the in the, in where we from, like we we didn't talk about this um, phenomenon. And I guess in this era, um, it's not really kosher 
to talk about sexual exploits of like th- when we were youth that were mm-hmm. kind of so certain things that were socially acceptable when we were young that aren't as acceptable now, even for the young people. I'll leave it yeah, at that. Right. But there were certain situations where it'd be like, oh, you, oh, we could, you want both of us to come over? Like that mm-hmm. type of thing when we was like 17. And then it was like, oh, me, oh, us three could come over. Mm-hmm. And then it ends up being like you brought 15. that third person, yeah. that third person <laughs> who don't know man. how to act. No, no, mm-hmm. who don't know how to act. Who come back every day by itself. <laughs> <laughs> call it calling, texting by itself. Just like oh, no. hold up, dog. She, what are you she, doing? That's, this this is my little friend who likes to have a little fun with me and yeah. like you, you doing a lot right now. Like that kind of wow. thing. Like people don't know how to act when you get them messing up the twist so. again. He messing up, you know. <laughs> Come on, man. It's a two-player limit. Okay, stop. Okay, we can leave it at that. It's not necessarily culture, but the the analogy runs across a whole bunch of different topics Mm -hmm. is all I'm trying to say. And, um, you know, Rumble, once again, do your thing. This podcast is brought to you by Rumble. And it was not about to be brought to you by Rumble because he was late with his drop this week. I think he's too hype about Best Friend Week in Week Way too high. Three. Three. DC. One week, one week away. Is it? For those who know, you know what I'm saying? It's going down. So be in attendance if you can. Uh, Let me talk about some things that burn my boot in this week because um, certain things do. Raj, this first one is um, specifically, I think, for you. I went to St. Edward's of the, of St. Edward's St. Jude fame. Uh, My mom, my mom, a real one. On Mother's Day, she decided to say, hey man, let's go to 4.30 mass on Saturday, so we ain't got to get up tomorrow and go to Mother's Day. Shut <laughs> so, up. I was like, Word. that's real. Let's do that. Uh, we got to that thing, and I, I realized the first thing that burned my boot at this week is the second collection. Uh, and I mean, this might only be a thing that burns Catholics' boot at because I don't know how many collections um, Pastor Los you have, and I'm going to let you elaborate on that. Um, <laughs> but in <it>, my church, <laughs> we got to get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight collections in my church house. In my church house, just to make sure <laughs> we able to pay for my cars and my jet. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> so, as I was saying, in the Catholic church, it's usually like the first collection, and the second collection is probably for the bishop service appeal. I don't even know what that means, but I've heard it a million times, so I know. It's <laughs> I, a thing. Hold on, wait, hold on. So the bishop service, let me tell you exactly what happened, because I, I know this. So the bishop service got in trouble, right, and went to court and lost. So the <laughs> so bishop service appeal. appealed, and that's and we've been oh, paying no, for that for a while because it's a very lengthy process. Wait, wait, Raj, I'm I'm reading this. I'm reading you read. I'm reading it online right now. You're saying it wrong. That bishop's name was actually bishop service. <laughs> so, so it was the Bishop Service Appeal. <laughs> oh, now if you went to Catholic Church, you in the know on that one. But anyway, so it would be the second collection, and um, I think as an adult, especially when you, if you had a church that you don't currently belong to or whatever, and have like a a envelope to give you a weekly collection. You know, the collection plate come around, you know, $5, $10, whatever you feel like. Boom, you drop it off in that first collection. But when that second collection come around, man, I, that th- they burn my booty at because I just ain't got nothing for you at that point. I don't have another $5. 
I gave my $5. Do you want me to rip my $5 bill in half and give it half and half? I'm just saying, second collection burns my booty. Uh, we've been doing second collections in, in Baptist church for years. <laughs> you do first, uh, tithing offer, offering, either and then either building fund or uh, for the missions, mission ministry. You know, be giving out uh, for homeless people, uh, the food pantry, all that type of stuff. Yeah, for years. And and so and just just so you can understand, Los, we've been doing the Bishop Service Appeal Second Collection for years as well. So yeah. I don't, I just don't want you to think that that was something that they started on Mother's Day 2019. Yeah, no, um, Bishop Service Appeal been going on. <clears throat> yeah. So oh, I, 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 I it, 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 so I'm gonna tell you this: it don't. I'm not it. For the sake of burning boudins, it doesn't burn my boudin. Um, no, because I just, uh-huh. I just never, I never, I get it, I get why, but I'm, I'm with you 100. I get what it is. I just, yeah, I, I never felt an obligation. Okay, you know, you towards go. the second collection, I always okay. felt like that one was optional, but the first one was like, I mean, <laughs> you gotta come off something. And and I don't know, and I guess if they would, if it was that important, it would be the first collection. Right, <laughs> yeah, but the first collection is for the actual church, like the, that's for like to pay yeah. Monsignor. You know, the second yeah. collection is for you know Bishop Service. Bishop Service and his appeal, child <laughs> endangerment uh, charges. Oh my God, I love that the Bishop Service appeal. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even think of another second collection. Um. That of why they would uh, for the something they'll say Wait, something, but I've never so like I've I've heard in Baptist church them be like for pastor's birthday or something like that. I've never heard or anniversary. I've heard like I heard you saying that Los when we talked. I've never mm-hmm. heard anything outside of like like I can't think of anything besides the bishop service. <laughs> Me neither, because it's always a bit. Every once in a while, if you go to if you you know it's it's re- very rare, but it does happen. You'll have like a group come in that that you know sends money off to. Africa or something like that, you know, like for the youth out there. The mission. So like sometimes, yeah, like a missionary group. And sometimes you'll, um, you know, you'll have the second appeal. I mean, the second, you know, thing will be for the um, missionary appeal. So, uh, you know, that happens as well. So I guess that's the only other thing that I've ever seen. But for the most part, it's always going to the bishop service appeal. Every, every and either other. way, you feel obligated. And you don't feel obligated either I don't way. feel obligated either way. <laughs> wow. I'm with that. You feel obligated in your church to give to each collection, um, Los? Well, I do my tithes and offerings in my uh, tithes and offering in my uh, the envelope, and then I put like two, three dollars mm-hmm. in the mission if I got the cash. I'm sorry, how much? Two or three dollars. Two or three dollars. I thought you said fifty dollars. I was like, with tithes, and then you do an extra fifty. No, 50? That, no the, the tithes and offering they they get that money with this extra two or three. That's it. Nothing much. Uh, I, I think and I think that's. Wait, that I'm gonna tell you what like burns my, my let me tell you what burns I'm my booty around. I don't give no money because I already gave it. I tell you what burns my booty around um, around church offering. Um, it's 2019. The church it direly direly needs to start a Venmo account. Venmo, like, so I, I knew you was gonna say. It. Sit in my chair with my card or with my Venmo account and just right there, it's cash. Oh, we black folk been had. We got we got push pay. My church, really? <laughs> like Apple yeah, Pay, push pay. That's funny. Push pay. Apple Pay. They, he walk around with his the, the uh, pastor walk around with his phone, and you're supposed to like tap your phone against his and pay him. 
<laughs> nah, it ain't the, it's not the pastors, the ushers. And that's what, yeah, you, that's what I meant. Yeah. The usher and, walks and if around you need with a charger, device. If you need a charger, if you need a charger for your phone, you say my phone dead, they got uh wireless chargers too for every phone, Android and Apple. That's why you pass the guy three the phones. Thing. One for the tide and one for the plug. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pass pass this phone pass this phone around so we can um yeah. so we can No, you got it. If your no, phone you got dead it. hot, we got the juice. The Lord needs his money, and I need some more. Nah. <laughs> That's what they said for the mission. Oh, <laughs> shit! Another thing that burned my booty out this week. Uh, okay, it kind of goes in line with some stuff I, I've talked about before that it has burned my booty out since day one. When um, it's report card season, and people like, I'm so proud of uh, little um, Lathan. Because it's like he he had all A's on his report card. Yeah. Um, oh, I would like to say happy. I would like to say not happy birthday. I would like to say congratulations to my mm-hmm. little girl Brooksy for uh, for being on honor roll again this semester in first and I grade. Just, yeah, and I always be like, what? Just tell that child that there's no reason you need to post that because mm-hmm. it's just stupid. Like that's like you're trying to. It's a humble brag, but it's not a particularly good humble brag. And it's a weird along phrase. those, yeah, <laughs> but on the same on those same lines, uh, what burns my boot out this week are Mother's Day pictures of children, like by the mama. I seen yeah. a lot of that, like a lot of mothers posting pictures of their kids, like them and their kids, and being like, uh, "Happy Mother's Day from me and um, me and little Tyrone." Yeah, and I'm Jabari. like, what? Yeah, Jabario is supposed to, um, um, Jasmine. 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 You right. Man, AKA Man Man. Um, man Man. Jasmine Jr. Jasmine. Like, Jasmine supposed to be posting for his mama, talking about Happy Mother's Day to my mama. The mama yeah, not supposed to be posting, talking about, look, me and Jasmine, um, Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, I'm not talking you know, about. I want to make sure you got kids. Go ahead. Yeah, like, I want, just, I want I'm y'all to know I got I got a bunch of children. <laughs> like, yeah, it's pointless, but hey, yeah, it is what it is. That's the times we living in right now, my brother. They just don't understand what a good, tasteful post is. Mm. Um, so yeah, now I I 100 agree with that. Um, I do think that it, and I hope that people wouldn't. I hope that people wouldn't. Um, misconstrue your statement as to say you shouldn't be proud of your child when they make A's or B's and you don't feel you shouldn't feel proud of them because you should definitely feel proud of them but that kid in reality does not have Facebook probably or 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 Instagram um and if they do then let that kid post you know what I'm saying like I got a little I got a little cousin that has a Facebook I mean, uh, an, an Instagram, a pretty entertaining Instagram that's monitored by his mom and dad. And when he makes an A or a B and he wants to let people know that he's a student athlete, he mm-hmm. posts like they post it on his page for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, like to me, that's a little bit more tasteful than you putting my son, who I raised and birthed and breastfed, <laughs> made a A or a B or honor roll. Like that's that's just you just don't know what you're doing. And, and I think mm-hmm. there's an age thing to that, too. I think that if if any of our mothers would have posted for Mother's Day, like, I'm, 
something like I'm proud of uh, for Mother's Day. I'm just proud of my son, blah, blah, blah. And it's a picture of uh, Miss Shirley and you, Los. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if that kind of thing is like posted, we can let them slide for being a grown, a older person doing that. Yeah, like then you ain't know no better, mama, but you gotta take the yeah. damn look stupid. Miss Madeline and Roger, that's a, that is a, that's a that is a perfectly acceptable picture. Um, mm-hmm. However, if your child is like under the age of like ten, <sighs> that's when you start kind of getting the borderline to be like a like you say, Rose, a weird flex, but okay, a weird flex, um, <laughs> but you get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but we understand. Um, speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of people who um don't know how to use the internet for good, only for evil. I'm Uh-oh. gonna I'm not gonna get in the weeds on this one. I'm really not. Please. But it's something we gotta talk about. It, it's gotta come to the square. It's been Thomas. Thomas. Dem Thomas Thomas is like out of control. The thing about it is, listen, we got a podcast to kind of say our thoughts on the world and issues and people listen and they give us feedback and, and it's a and it's a fun experience. Some people, their outlet to give people their opinions in the, on the world and experiences is Facebook. Like some people it is. Obviously, them Thomas. Thomas. Space. It's space. It's <laughs> Facebook. And we can't hate that. Like them Thomas, Thomas, the reason we talk about them Thomas, Thomas, the reason we even put up with them Thomas, Thomas, is because they're like our Facebook friends, quote unquote. They're people we know growing up, or at least have heard of, or think they exist growing up. Um, <laughs> it's it, but it, it gets to the point where, and it, it's a recurring theme that we talk about a lot on um, on this podcast, which is which is hometown. Allegiance, hometown loyalty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna succinctly just say this because if you haven't listened to this podcast, if you um in a, in a while, you've heard us say this. If the Earth is playing against Mars in soccer, I'm going for the Earth. If the United States is playing against Cuba in baseball, I'm going for the United States. If Louisiana is playing against um Florida. In youth girls soccer, I'm going for Louisiana. If Shreveport playing against New Iberia, no disrespect, I'm going for New Iberia. And I'm going you, for Shreveport, right? <laughs> yeah, like it. It, it really boils down to you, you got to rock with the home team, and certain people just don't do it. And them Thomas, Thomas is notorious. So that brings me to a big story we want to talk about, and why the Thomas Thomas them Thomases. Is specifically burning my boot at. Last night, all three of us hype reaction Ooh. around seven fifty six p.m. Central Time. The New Orleans Pelicans landed the number one pick in the draft. We out Zion here. Williamson. We are we not going to make this a whole sports story, right? But we will talk sports for a second. We're not going to get all in, like, talking about what what does it mean and what's the backcourt and all the rest of this stuff. We're not going to no. get too deep into that. Yeah. But just the idea that we have been scorned for the last few months as a city by yeah. that the bad call against the Saints. And then shortly thereafter, Anthony Davis, like, within the week, I don't want to play yeah. here no more. And we came yeah. back and was like, that's he was so tone deaf to the city to, to do that. 
And it's like, oh, what are we going to do? You got to get rid of him. Oh, the Pelicans stupid for not trading Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Y'all stupid. Y'all not going to get this and blah, 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 blah. And then, boom, we got Zion. The Lord shine down on us. <laughs> Before we get into Zion, as soon as the pick went in, them Thomas posted Thomas. this. Zion to New Orleans isn't good for NBA business kids. <laughs> wow. There are yeah, currently for a second. There are currently 85 comments under his post. Uh Aldo Nice, aka me, started him off <laughs> with, the fir- with the first comment, which has three times as many likes on my comment that he actually has on his post. So let that sink in as well. My what comment was, post, was my yeah. I mean, why are all things Louisiana negative for you, little bro? I get your point, <laughs> but why in this moment is that your hot take? And then people was like commenting under mine, like, bro, when you find out the masters, just let me know. And other people <laughs> like, yeah, dog, this and that and the third. Son, I don't understand how you could be a person who claims to be for the hometown, for the city, for Louisiana and whatever. And the moment uh, an amazing thing happens for the city, your first thought is, no, Zion going to New Orleans ain't good for NBA business, period. I'm I'm about to hate on this shit right here, man. (laughs) I don't even know that dude. I'm clearing the runway right now. Rides, the floor is yours. Uh-oh. So my my take my take my reaction was a little bit more aggravated and you know what let me say this let me start let me start off with this <clears throat> I don't react to those types of posts from those specific people um, because it immediately makes me mad because I just don't you know like it's not like just an immediate response it's a response that's been building up and it's a response that from that from that side is always critical and negative of new iberia louisiana and the like always always critical of louisiana itself and i have evidence i i i I have a we have a we have a podcast where we speak good things and have good vibes about where we from and that's like you said that's our that's our media to get to people to reach people to let people know that hey we from this is where we from this is what we love this is who we rock with. And I just don't, I don't quite understand that logic. I just don't. I think that there is something legitimately psychologically wrong with people that just can't support <laughs> their the home the hometown team. Like I I I get it. Maybe you liked Barry Sanders, so you're a Lions fan, but you still need to be like, yeah, but what's up with them Saints? You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like there should still be some like love towards what goes on and sports is what we like i feel like us as black men like it's it it would be i don't think it'd be um out of the question to say young black men like sports yeah so this is what we find our love i think that's pretty pretty close to universal you know what i mean so like we like sports like we watch sports watch we all watching the finals right now and i just have a, a eerie feeling that if the pelicans was in the finals or in the in the Western gotta, Conference Finals, you got to. Uh, oh, oh, I was about to say. I thought you had the. Um, I thought you had the 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 a leak, <laughs> a screener on them finals before they came out. <laughs> you was That's watching. That's hilarious. Them. No, if we was in the playoffs right now, then it would be 
it would, it would be finding some negative. It would never be something positive. Like it would never be like, oh man, I didn't expect the Pelicans to be there. Like I'm, I'm, you know, like the boys looking good. It's always, oh, New Orleans is going to find a way to fuck up, which is something else that I've seen recently. Um, that upset me. It's like, why are you, why does it always have to be less bash where you, where you from? I don't think people in New York, Knicks fans, brother, Knicks been garbage forever. And Knicks fans are still like, man, we missed out. Hopefully we could get some, you know what I'm saying? Like rolling behind a team, but like for some reason we can't. So my advice to these people is to move and take on an entirely new identity. One that doesn't portray you from being from Louisiana. One that puts you, puts you where you move to. That's where you're from because you you don't deserve it. You don't deserve to say you're from Louisiana because to me there's some allure about that. Hmm. Because you want to say it when it's convenient for you. And I, I like I, I was over this weekend had this same conversation and I um, reiterated something that may I might have said on the podcast before that I. When the Saints played in that NFC Championship game, I was home in Louisiana. I was in New Iberia. I walked in the store in Walmart to get something that morning with my pops. And the energy was like nothing I've seen in years. Like people was walking up, man, um, man, boy, we're going to take it today. White people, black mm-hmm. people, old people, young people, the cashiers, the people in the, oh, man, them Saints. Oh, yeah, Super Bowl. Party, people getting food to go cook, to go have a good time. That's when you, like, that is it's community. It's a sense of who we are. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. New Iberia is not perfect. Louisiana is not perfect. Yeah, hell, we voted for David Duke for governor when he ran against Ooh. Edwin Edwards. Like, we from a racist part of there, right? There's, there's atrocities that didn't happen over the years. Read some book about people, like there were people getting executed and, and, and young men getting killed because they, they whistled at a white woman in, in the in yeah. the 40s and 50s. Like, it, we, we from a, a, a tradition of pain, like a tradition of like a, a hometown that didn't always love us back. Y'all saw the documentary about Sugar Town. We did a whole episode mm-hmm. on that. Echo is a motherfucker. And that's all where we're from. But we don't celebrate, we're not celebrating that when we celebrate Louisiana on New Iberia. We're just celebrating our, like where we came up with, what what made us, because that's what made us. Um, and I in the fact that, that in that same breath, them Thomas, Thomas and people like him was posting, oh man, the Saints gonna lose. Ha ha ha, I'm happy y'all lost. Uh ha ha, and pass interference, whatever. Like, I, I just I can't get that. I have an uncle who's a huge Cowboys fan. Shout out, this podcast brought to you by Joe Joseph. And giving people curls in the beat. And <laughs> he was at my daddy's house hype for the Saints to win. He was like, yeah, I'm going to get to go to New Orleans and watch. I'm going to go to New Orleans to watch the Super Bowl. We're going to turn up. We're going to have a good time. And he a Cowboys fan. Because he understands that it's not about that. It's like the, the home team don't have to be your favorite team. But it's, you just, you're not supposed to despise them. What it makes me think is this. And I'm, I'm going to leave it for y'all to think about. Does it mean that you was just a lame? Like that your experience growing up was that bad that it scarred you to feel like you hate your hometown? Do you think that that has to be a part of it? No. You don't think so? No, I just think I don't think that that I don't think that it has anything to do with like, oh, I don't like the Saints because I don't like where I came from per se. I think I think it's I don't like the Saints because 
that's what I was taught. I think it's deeper. I think it's deeper than that. I think that there's, I think little things mean big things. And I think whenever you look at that, that type of situation where you can't support like your family, like, you know what I'm saying? Like not, not to say that somebody can't support, I'm not saying that when somebody, you can't support like some p- things close to you, like there's something there, like something happened to you. Not, not that you didn't, not that you don't like where you came from, but there has to be something there for me. So what I notice is a lot of stable households root for the home team. You getting you getting you getting psychology on them right you're now. You going? You going? I am. And then once you once you go once, for some reason when you go to the when you go to the hood and you know call it what you will, but there's a lot of broken families in the hood. You got all sorts of different shit that they pulling for. You got the 49ers, the Ravens, the Falcons, and you're like, you all over the place. Because Lil Wayne said you, he came you home probably didn't have and he had them cups from the Super Bowl because he wasn't in a household that had cups. So that's why he liked the Packers. I mean, I'm exactly. not saying you're right. And disclaimer, disclaimer, that is not, that is not a, like a totalitarian idea. I, I, I just, my, that's my opinion. I'm not putting that out there I, to I insult know. nobody. I'm just saying. I, I just feel like these, I, I feel like them boys, them Thomas, they, Thomas. Like some some people just get off on being negative towards something. You know what I mean? Especially when you post and stuff, just to they go, they go opposite or go you know on opposition on something just just for no reason. Like they want to go against anything, you know, for no reason, just just to stir some shit or just to be that negative person. You know what I mean? Just yeah. for no reason. You know, anything, something happened good, Louisiana, whatever. You know, the first thing you got to say is something. Some hateful shit, like just being just hating on it for no reason at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you just know where get we, where we from? Los, where we from? There's a lot of people that for some like that show that same that have that same general sentiment. So them boys are, might be in the majority when it comes down to it, but they just they're post not, a lot about. They not they just they, make it. They public. might be in the majority in our age group amongst black males, but they're not in the majority. Okay, amongst, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because amongst because that's like what we I'm said, saying. women. Be rooting for the home team, and mm-hmm. like my mom, like we was. In, let me let me put it, let me put this even in perspective. The other day when the Rockets choked and lost to the to the Warriors, we at the house watching the game. I'm in Louisiana. My mama like walking in the room. She like, "What's the score?" And I'm like, "It's at the bottom of the screen." And she said, mm-hmm. "Oh, okay." And then she sit down and start watching. Like thirty seconds later, oh Chris, come on, shoot the ball, Chris. Mm-hmm. I'm like. It, it hit me for a second. I'm like, why my mama know CP3? Oh, he used to play for the Hornets and the mm-hmm. Pelicans. That's why my mama would know who CP3 is. That's why it would make a whole mm-hmm. bunch of sense for her not even have to think about that. Out of everybody on the court. I mean, she knew Steph Curry. I mean, she knew Kevin Durant. I mean, obviously he wasn't playing. She knew James Harden with the beard. But definitely no CP because he used to play for the Pe- for the Pelicans. And I mean, like, I don't know. There's something to that that I think that is just, you might be right, Raj. That is might just be, I'm. I, it's tough to say a majority, but it's a lot of. Mm-hmm. There's some psych psychology involved with that, as far as wanting to be something that's different than what we are. You would be hard pressed. So I'm gonna tell you this. I get excited whenever I stumble across someone a black a black male from our area, around my age, like, and I mean, I'm talking. I'm going wide around my age. I'm talking forty to twenty. 20 to 40 um around our age that is a Saints fan. It's even mm. it's even more it's even more rare to find a it's very rare to find a Saints fan slash Pelicans fan. Like mm-hmm. this podcast brought to you by Tremont. 
Like this podcast is brought to you by Duck. Um, like there, there's there's certain people that this podcast is even brought to you by Gramstar and and us. This podcast is brought to you by us three. It's mm-hmm. and I, I'm leaving some people out, but even even people like that we really rock with, like the Harry. He love the Saints. He rock with the the Rockets. He like I'm I live in Houston. I'm going for the Rockets. They win, mm-hmm. and I'm and that's fine. But he don't hate the Pelicans. Like, yeah. like <laughs> there's levels to that, but yeah, there's some there's some psychology behind that. If anybody knows what it is, y'all feel free to let us know because I don't know. I think this is the conversation I wanted to have. Honestly, it, it's more about just kind of that whole that whole idea of um, kind of hating involved with that. But let's spin it back because we've used enough of our podcast time on that. I still want to talk about Zion and a couple of things. How excited are you actually about Zion? Like, like quantify that. Like, what did we, what did we win? Like, what, what, what level of excitement are you about we getting Zion? When I explained this yeah. to someone that didn't quite understand the magnitude of it, I basically just went back to the 2003 draft. And I said, just think of the Pelicans getting the number one overall pick with LeBron James. Mm. In the draft, hmm. because that's that's what it is. I mean, it we can call you know like sure. There's he could he could flop, but at that time LeBron could have flopped too. You know what I mean? Darko Milicic went second. All I'm saying is, is if you want me to quantify it, let's say on a scale of one to ten, I am a ten. Yeah, a ten excited. If it was when the year that we got AD, I was a I was a nine. Ooh yeah, because I didn't know AD could shoot like that. Yeah. So that's my... That's, that's, We've been that's waiting for Zion to come. Like, as men, I don't know, like, our female listeners, you might not know this as much from, like, the culture, but for the last... We've been waiting for Zion for four years. Like, yeah. the NBA, like, men our age have been waiting for Zion to come. Like, like, and I know that sounds crazy. That sounds biblical. We've been waiting for Zion for... Yeah, but it's facts, though. <laughs> Since the first time we seen him doing them crazy dunks in Spartanburg, um, South Carolina... On social media, when he was, and we was like, "Ooh, that's a, he a sophomore in high school." Yeah, and we've been watching him not as long as people were watching LeBron, but damn close to it. And he, yeah. and then boom, and then Duke, well, probably the same as as LeBron. Three years in high school and one year in college. LeBron, it was just four years in high school. Like we've been waiting for it. Like, oh, I can't wait for um, Zion to get in the slam dunk contest. Now he's coming to our team. That's, that's crazy, and oh, it's not good think? for NBA business. Man, I, I think I'm excited on, on uh, a whole on all fronts. Really, I just think it, it's going to be a, a good look for Louisiana. Um, you know, I feel like you know now the Pelicans game Pelicans games will be on TV now a lot more than usual, like uh, national television, um, mm. a lot more than usual. And I'm looking at the whole aspect, uh, you know, sales and all the more attention coming to the state, uh, most of anything, and then just the excitement of sitting there watching a six foot six super black ass. Black man jump out the gym every every play, you know what I'm saying? And hustle and, and, and play with that, you know, with the tenacity on the court. Like I like that boy energy, man. I, th- I think yeah. it's gonna give us a boost, bro. If we got some vets and people around, even some young people around that around him who just want to win and play hard, bro. It could be a good look, man. I'm not saying we gonna, you know, we going straight to the, ch- the championship or nothing, but it's definitely gonna be something worth cheering for. And I'm, you know, I'm hoping AD. You know, AD fighting a little self and, and maybe give another year. I mean, I totally understand 
way he was thinking about, you know, he, he just want a chance to win. I get it. You know, I get it. I ain't going to never, um, you know, knock another man's dreams or try to count a man's pocket. But, um, you know, I would love to see him and, you know, AD and, and, and Zion, you know, back there giving niggas hell, bro. You know, so I'm, I'm on, I'm, if it, if it's one out, one out of 10, man, I'm on a 4,500, bro. I was jumping out the bed when I heard about that. <laughs> I, I like, like I think, um, the the what I would compare it to, and I'm just gonna give you this quick comparison. I think the closest in my head is like that you didn't. It was one of them things where you didn't think you was gonna get them, but you ended up mm-hmm. getting them. Not on the same level, but close. Reggie Bush. Mm-hmm. I think Reggie Bush. Like when when it was like, oh, the Saints, the Saints not gonna get Reggie Bush. Cause the the, the Texans no are gonna take Reggie Bush. Yep. Like, yep. and then like. A couple hours before the draft, the Texans have signed a contract with Mario Williams. Like, what? Like, oh we're going to get Reggie Bush? We're getting Reggie Bush? <laughs> like, like, we're going to get an ex- and, and, and what did that And what did that do? It won a Super Bowl. Like, yeah. I think that it's the same type of vibe. Like, we're getting vi- Zion. It's like, okay, energy, vibe, yeah. ticket sales, craziness. Yeah. Like, I can't wait for Zion dog. to dunk on somebody. And I'm going to at least... Mark it down. At least three Pellies games this year. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely going Most to at least three Pellies games. Like definitely. every time they come to Houston, and, every time, and probably at least one or two in New Orleans. Anytime I'm in New Orleans and they playing, I'm going to watch the Pelicans off yeah. top. Like, yeah, yeah that, that that's a for it's sure a thing. Must. But you mentioned you mentioned AD Los. Let me bring back bring it back to this. Um, I think it's kind of a cyclical thing in New Orleans right now. Like. What do y'all think about people who move on in sports versus those who stayed? Like, particularly with the Pelicans. Like, CP3, I was just talking about, he left. Anthony Davis left. David West left. Like, they like, man, I can't win here, so they left. This might be the first time where it's kind of like a confluence. Like, CP was never there at the same time as AD. Like, if it had happened that, like, Baron Davis, like, left right before CP, I think. Like, Mm -hmm. it never... Those things never crossed over. This is the first time where it could, could legit cross over where it's like, the Two next superstars. one and the yeah, the next one and the other one is at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel about those people who want to leave versus the people like Damian Lillard, PG thirteen, and even Giannis at this point, who like I'm just gonna stay in this small market team. Tim Duncan, I'm gonna stay in this small market team and I'm just gonna try to win here. What do you think about the just the difference between those two different type of people, Los? Let me give me give me your thoughts. Well, I think I think some people uh are very competitive. Some people like to compete at a high level and a different level. I feel like um, with Paul George, you know, he has Russell alongside of him. And I think he really kind of – he got comfortable in OKC. And I think he really feels they do have a chance. You know what I mean? I think uh, the ball's bounced a couple of ways, you know, different a different way a few times. You know, they might not be exactly where they are now. You know, I, it's, as long as Golden State is who they are, I don't think they, they will win. But, I mean, they're definitely going to compete. And I like that system. I, I love that. I don't always want to play on the best team just to be winning. That's never, you know, I guess it's fun to win like that. But, you know, I would much rather sit and fight, you know, with, with the group of guys or the, the, the team I came in with. You know, say we come in the gym to hoop and my five come in the gym. I'm not switching to go, you know, get on the yeah. better five. We, we stand with us. And, you know, I like that kind of competitive. Now, I, I, I get, you know, ADs, um, I get his sentiment because at the end of the day, we're not going to be the ones being judged for, you know, he played his whole career out there and never won a championship. I mean, I think one of the most loyal people in the NBA was Kevin Garnett, and he left to go, you know, to go get him a couple of rings. You know what I'm saying? Or a ring or two. So, you know, I, I, I definitely understand. Mm. Okay. You know, I don't, I don't, 
I don't, I don't, I don't agree. I don't know about teaming up with the best team. Like if AD go to the Warriors, I wouldn't, I won't even say his name again. You know what I mean? But if you, if you feel like the situation not working out for you, you know, I'm not, I'm not upset about that. You know, if they're not putting the right pieces around you feel for you to be successful. You know, I get it. You know what I mean? And then he, I think he has, you know, other things off, off the court that he wants to get into too. And if you can't do that in that city, I mean, well, that's, 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 nah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I get that, but it's twenty. It's twenty nineteen. Anything you can do. I kind of want to. I want to ch- chime in on this one a little bit. Uh-huh. Ad, I wish. Let me tell you what I wish, and it and it and it's a little bit deeper than Ad. I wish that the I wish that people are 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 um you know athletes and and personalities would speak the truth in uh in the media a little bit better because he said he wants to win. Mm-hmm. Um. This Zion pick, this number one overall pick, should change your mind. Yeah. Like this is now, like this is a lot to work with. We got the number one overall pick, uh, and a transcendent player, and a guy that you can, you know, you can grow with. And not to mention, he'll be cheap for a couple of years, so we'll be able to do some things and free agency and whatnot. If you want to win, sign that deal that Demarcus Cousins signed with the Warriors and that go play year. over there. Like, cause that's that's what you're telling me. But if you wanna if you wanna live in a cooler place, like if you wanna be in a LA or you know Chicago or wherever else, if you wanna be in a bigger market, like I want to be in a bigger market in a doper place where I could go to Top Golf or whatever on a Tuesday night, then say that. Give me give me some truth, cause telling me that you want to win. The Blazers right now are in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Last year we swept the Blazers and it was a better team. Nurkic wasn't hurt. Mm-hmm. It was a better Blazers team last year. We swept them. What What more do you want? Where are you going to go? Cuz wherever you're going to go this year, that team's going to get worse cuz they're going to have to give us stuff. So you're going to yeah. suck next year. I you go to the Lakers, they're going to give us everything. They're going to suck. So I I don't understand it because of the reasoning he gave. I just wish, I wish that, um, like you said, Al, I wish way more people were, were like Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, let me tip the scales a bit and understand that Portland is a cooler city than New Orleans. So well, I get it. I don't know I'd rather about, lose in Portland. I don't Portland know about that. I've never heard any person in life say, say boy, I'd rather go jump. to New Orleans than Portland. I'd rather go <laughs> then, to Portland Then let me Orleans. fix my statement. I would rather live in Portland than Fair live enough. in New Orleans. Fair enough. I'd rather visit New Orleans than visit Portland. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, then too, you got to look at, like, I feel like everybody ain't built the same way, too. You can't have the same type of person, you know, everybody in the world be the same type of person. So it is going to be people out here who are willing to jump teams and go, you know, win. And I think, you know, when you say, Roger, when you talk about people being honest in the media, it's, it's a business at the end of the day. So if he put all his cards out on the table like that just for to please fans, you know, it it hurt his business definitely before it, it to just I just think it's so then that I just think that we are a little bit too as a society, maybe are just a little bit too sensitive. Like if A B say I wanna play in a warm warm destination where they got bad hoes, then yeah, yeah like he should be able to say that shit and I'll be cool with it. I don't mind any of that. I just I'm just of the mind that and I can and can and I can, I'm gonna be completely frank with you. If you play 82 games for one team, that means you're playing 41 games on a row. That means 41 nights out of the year, you're going to be in that city. So you need to live in that city at least 41 nights plus training camp, blah, blah, blah. You probably got to spend about, at, at, at minimum, at minimum 100 nights a year in that city. But that's really like the minimum. I mean, that's really like about what the number's going to be. Like, don't think for a second AD don't have a crib in L.A. and live Somewhere in L.A. 
Like, yeah, like don't think for a second I, that makes sense. That, that makes them sense. boys still like James Harden don't really live in that. I mean, he he rents. He lives in market one market square when he's in Houston, but he's renting a floor in one market square. He doesn't live there. So I, I get your point, but there is that other point that it's 2019 and you can kind of be wherever and whatever you want to be. Yeah. I'm saying all of that to say, um, the future's bright. I'm not gonna like we don't have to get too deep into the how what what can happen and whatever. I just think it's just a very interesting place that we have like a position of power now that's really cool. Um mm-hmm. 2019 started off like shit for Louisiana sports. It might, oh, it might, t- it might turn. You know, it, it feels like it's turning. You know, it feels yeah. like it's turning. Yeah, I think, I think we needed it. I also want to say that it is. I think it would be very cool. We spent time in LA, and on Sunday, uh, when we was there, we went to a day party. There's day parties, best friend weekend, weekend day party Sunday somewhere to be announced is happening. Like that kind of stuff happens. Oh, I already know where it's at. Especially LA. I know where it's at. So what I'm saying is, I think that it would be very, very cool (laughs) to play a Sunday slate. I'm going to play at noon on Sunday. I'm going to take a shower at my house that I live in, in LA, if I live in LA, and I'm going to the day party because I don't have practice on Monday. I can't do that in New Orleans. They don't have that. You don't know that. You don't know that. Stop that. You don't. It's not. It's not the same. It is not. I just yeah, want some truth. Okay, say it. If they want to leave, give me some. But no, no, because you're doing a lot. You're doing a lot with that. Because think about it. How many we'll times? Thirty on three right now. Yeah. How many times you meet people talking about boy them Louisiana women, boy this that and the third. Mm-hmm. Man, they they might have some waters in there, but don't trip like like New Orleans don't yeah, necessarily have a a party or some other shit going on on Sunday. They might have a party, but but I mean like so so I, what I need you to do right now is I need you to feel me. And I'm not saying no, that you're right. I'm not saying that they don't have You're right. That. But I'm just I'm to saying that they don't have them. it quite like that. Like it is you're not right. going to see Kiara Mia in New Orleans at the day party. Why do like, I need to see her in LA for sure. Hey, I, I don't know. Al- Al- I was happy as hell in New Orleans so Right? Anything, whatever you're trouble. saying, I'm trying to hit. We'll see. We'll see. Because last, because two years ago, I would have said the same thing about AD. So we'll see. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have I'm, never I'm said that. I'm happy. I'm Kamara happy. <laughs> you wouldn't have said that? I, I didn't lying. think AD was necessarily. Nah, one, one I didn't, one I didn't, one, one I didn't think AD was like a New Orleans for life type person. Cause not, like, this has happened many times. I don't think that about Zion. I don't think Zion about to come to New Orleans and if we not winning, he's going to be like, cut. He's going to say all the right thing. I felt like Boogie Cousins. Wanted to be in New Orleans more than AD. Yeah. yeah. But I thought, you know, I think he, he felt played yeah. when you ain't loyal to him. I feel like Boogie Cousins, one of them lawyers, can't be like, look, I rock out. Let's keep giving me my, my money. Everything cool. The, the red carpet always laid out for me and my people. I'm here. I'm rocking. You rock with me, I rock with you. That's what I feel like Boogie is. You know what I'm saying? But uh, AD, you know, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I mean, when he got with Rich Paul, we knew what time it was, though. <laughs> yeah. When he signed Rich Paul, Paul. Sports, yeah, we knew what time LeBron, yeah, he want to be with LeBron. Yeah, speaking of LeBron and bad headlines, man, um, I got a little, <laughs> a little something I noticed this week, man. And this is just a little, a, a, a brief conversation. Sorry because, for the long sports talks, ladies. Go ahead. Yeah, I, and hopefully we kept it not so sports esque and just more kind of of. I'm, I, maybe in your opinion, most that's what you thought you talked about. But we were talk we were actually talking about supporting your hometown and things yes. of that nature. But maybe okay. maybe you heard only sports. That's possible. <laughs> we're all different. I can't tell you what to hear. <laughs> but um something that all three of us are are in one stage or another, and every man is in one stage of another going through, it's 
is hair loss, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I know certain people. This podcast is brought to you by. I'll keep some names quiet. Who went? Who who had to go ball at a real young age? And certain people who fighting with um they front hairline being pushed way back, and some people who got that big ball spot in the middle in the back, and some people who got braids that struggling that start too too far back or don't connect. There's a lot of different things going on in in these hair streets. Another thing, observation I made recently was that this. After you get to the age of 55, you can kind of do what you want with your hair. You just got to make it to 55. Have y'all ever noticed old men with like the Sanford and Son daddy with the hair around the side? My daddy had that bozo cut. Horseshoe. Yeah. They be they be playing the horseshoe. Yeah. Um. Have you ever noticed old men in church who front kind of push back, not super push back, but kind of front back, but nothing in the middle, not that back that that back piece is empty, but the rest of their hair is kind of real low cut and it's maybe curly or it's maybe just regular or whatever, but that that middle gone in the back. Yeah. But they still playing some hair. Mm-hmm. Um. I've seen all kind of iterations, and once again, this was an observation from church. I was looking around like. Boy, these old men got so many different stages of hair going on in here. <laughs> and it all just looks regular at a certain age. I will say that a bald head on a black man at a certain age is probably the way to go. It's the most clean. It's the most, you don't know what that man hair look like. It look it, it makes him look a little younger. A bunch of things like that. But um, I had that observation about hair. Um what are your thoughts about keeping your hair because of that? So I want to I want to talk about what burns my boot in. So I was eating. I went to eat out uh, Sunday, and um, and I, I'm a I'm a big believer of black don't crack. So this gentleman, this gentleman was older than me, but only because I can assess him on based on me. Because I, I there's people that come in, there's people that talk to me that don't believe I'm the age that I am. So I can look at this guy and I can tell that he was older than me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much older, but I'm going to say that he was 40. And so not much older than me, but he was older than me mm-hmm. nonetheless. And he had a mohawk. Oh. But his mohawk in the front started where it wasn't supposed to start. Gotcha. Now, it wasn't I've terrible. But it wasn't, it just wasn't like, he didn't have a Kyrie Irving hairline. I've seen some 40-year-olds with a Kyrie Irving hairline, that but I Paul still George. think. Yeah, that PG. It, it just, there is just something about when you get to that age. Like that, when you get to middle age, that you that screams you're not supposed to have a mohawk. Okay, and that burns my booty. <laughs> so that's how I feel about it. However, I have seen, and I'm I'm, I'm throwing this at white men, white men with a with a a, a, a horseshoe. They got the horseshoe. Calm that thing and, over, that boy. And for some odd reason, they got like a dot, like a um a dot of hair in the in the middle, in the, like in the front in the middle. middle. Yeah, in like the in toward middle. the front mm-hmm. middle. And I have never understood that. Why would you let yourself leave the house? I will. I would keep a pair of clippers at work if I was <laughs> gonna be late to work, and that developed on the top of my head. I'm gonna keep a pair of clippers at work so I could take that off, so I could play just the horseshoe, which is socially acceptable to me. I'm laughing because white man. So, the white man hair preference is probably horseshoe. I'm looking right now at the screen: Charles Barker, Kenny Smith, Shaq, all ball headed black men, mm-hmm. Ernie Johnson, horseshoe. Yeah. It's not even a horseshoe. It's just a pushback, Daddy. Yeah. It's really that his line is like James Brown starting in the middle of his head. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like at some point, bro, you just gotta let it go, man. It, I know it's hard. 
you know, you want you just gotta let that thing go, bro. It, it's okay. Right. It's so, right in the day. Los, come back. You just said pops used to have a horseshoe. Should yeah. he have? Should he have let it go? He should listen. Pops had the horseshoe with, and he had the curl. <laughs> listen, it was a curl. He used to go get that thing curled. <laughs> he had a curl. So I'm so he had a bowl of the clown curl. curl. I used to tell him that all the time. Daddy, why don't you just cut your hair? Nah, that shit looks stupid. <laughs> And he's like, my, I distinctly remember going, R.I.P. my pops, bro. I remember sitting in the, uh, he used to go to the beauty shop and get his hair curled, be sitting back in, in the chair, laid back with his eye closed, getting that little curl, that, that shit curl, nigga, around the side. And he kept that for years. Until one day. Was he the only one rocking? No, it? hell no, nah, he wasn't the only one. <laughs> he wasn't the only one. He did with, but see, he was six, so, he was so, six, six, you know what I'm saying? Six, six, 250. And well, cowboy boot with the snake head on, so I guess he felt like he could do what the fuck he wanted to. You know what I mean? I wanna, I wanna address, I wanna address the the the, the um, Ernie Johnson, you know, uh, Charles Barkley, Shaq thing. Uh, I don't know how Shaq hair would grow. Now Shaq been playing a ball head since forever. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Charles Barkley hair would grow, but I can see how Ernie Ernie Johnson's hair grows. And I think that there's a certain point to where you let your hair grow. Um, and, and like, let's say the, the hair, the, 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 the style of do that you play, uh, the style of do that, like, let's say him and, and, um, and Stephen A play, that's, that's your forehead. That's no longer your hair. Like you don't have a separation of hair line and hair. That is your forehead. I don't ever want my forehead to be that big. To be part of your, you know what I'm saying? Like, to be part of your middle yeah, like, head. Yeah, like I've never said, oh, look, like as of right now, I'm pointing at my head. I, I, visual. And for my visual learners out there, you can't see me, but just take it. I'm, I'm pointing at my forehead and it's a regular size forehead. I'm going to come back. We will revisit this in, in the 50th year anniversary of the podcast. Yeah. And I'm going to be pointing at my same head and my forehead will not be the same size. I can't let my forehead get that big. So, so you're saying basically a horseshoe, if boys rocking a horseshoe, their forehead is really to the back of their head. Well, yeah. So, no. Well, once you, you get to the horseshoe section. Had at that point, huh? <laughs> you you No, no, no. I'm just saying it can't. your hairline can't be at the top of your head. Once you get okay. to the horseshoe section, you plant like that's okay. Now I got like that's almost like a whole nother category of character. <laughs> But once you get to the top, if you get to the top, you need to just go ahead and let that thing go for, for a couple of years until it stopped growing back in the in the top. I, I love it. That's I think I, I think uh, in secretly or not so secretly, uh, this podcast obviously again is brought to you by Rumble. Rumble always be like, "Al, come on home, come on home." He want me to cut my hair back because he want me to be like, uh, he want me to be playing that baldy. But I'm not there yet. I got hell and I'm I'm rocking it. My right. pops had hell, like was rocking this shit till he was in the in his forties. I'm gonna be rocking my hair. Um, I'm not at the let it go stage. I can't, sometimes boys gotta let it go. Yeah. But I laugh because y'all two both have the same hair issues that I have, but to worse degrees, but on one side. Put it like this. Like Los, you got the pushback mode in me. Yeah, my, my shit pushback. And Raj, Raj, you got the baldy in the middle mode in me. <laughs> but your front is fr- is further up and Los middle is clean. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. more filled in. <laughs> Hey, so we both the, we all struggling with them three things. Them holding two things on, right bro. There, man. Hey, you know the crazy part about it is my daddy, I remember like turning like 22. My daddy when mom was like, you know, your daddy went bald at 22. So at 22, I just I didn't cut my hair, I was letting my shit grow. Like I just <laughs> I was so scared to cut it. 
I was like, Lord, please don't let me go ball at 22, bro. I ain't know what I was going to do. I was hurt, but I was spooked out. Mom said, I think you're all right. I turned my 23. She's like, I think you're all right because it was already ball at this point. But yeah, bro, I was, I was I, shook for a minute. They say you're supposed to get your hair from your mama's daddy. That's what I've heard many a times growing oh, up. So I don't, I don't know, know how my true that know is. her daddy, but whatever. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> and then that, that's the thing. So your hair, if you, Might don't, be if you didn't know him, it don't count. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to know him for it to count. Uh, Otherwise, okay. then you just got your daddy hair. So, no, I'm no, Welcome I'm, to, no, welcome I'm to that horseshoe, dad. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm starting a new. I'm starting a new. So that means. This, this it reset when he don't know me. Reset. What's well, your older brother? Your older brother still got his hair. Yeah, we got must get it from his mama. That I don't know, but my brother he, he also brushes hair backwards too. So I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I think if you got that spot in the middle, like I do, I think you 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 just start playing your hair per, um, more and more lower, lower and lower and lower, mm. and then once you and then until while it's still cool, then once she like. Don't have to be cool no more because you're old. Then you can let it do what it want. You just got that big ball spot. It's <laughs> <laughs> an old nigga with a ball spot. Oh, you know. Oh, Check I, me out. I, 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 just, I just calm that thing over. Just let that so, thing grow. <laughs> calm that so, ball. That don't never look good. <laughs> I'll get you but some uh, heels. Uh, listen, some heels. Uh, we are on the cutting edge of technology. We in the next ten years, we might be able to grow that thing back. So all y'all boys who went run away, I've been trying to get, I've been trying to get somebody to put that um that rug on their head before before the DC. <laughs> I'll pay for that shit. I will pay any of my homeboys, homeboys barbers who ball. I will pay for it to get that barbers. Barbers nowadays, from what I've been seeing on social media, are no longer barbers. Like you got, we got to come up with us. A new term. They're yeah, they're magicians. They're they're miracle workers. Bar- Barbertologists. Like <laughs> Barbergicians. I knew a lady. I went to hey, the church with a with a lady named Barbergician. <laughs> I, I don't know if you remember her. Go see the hair and you I think said? that's what we should give them. Who? Ah, so we went to church. Well, you said you went to St. Edwards. There was a lady yeah. that sat in the front of church. Her name was Barbergician. <laughs> we need to start calling. That's what we need to start calling. Ball positions, Clayton. Yeah, the boys be performing magic now, man. So maybe we not. Maybe we at the right place in the right time. Maybe we'll be right, man. But like I said, speaking of speaking of hair and different hair, man. Y'all play with the Snapchat filter yet? Nah. Oh my goodness. Said, no, okay. you didn't. All right, Los, no, let me take this. One. No. Let me take this. There is a there is a Snapchat filter now that will turn a man into a woman and a woman into a man visually. I so of course when you put the man one on you, it don't affect you at all. Like it, you look exactly like you would look it's, when you put the woman on you. Eh. So when I put the man one on me, it don't look different. Like no, I look it don't look. Exactly it didn't look different the for same. me. But I put the man one. I mean, I put the woman one on a woman, and it changed it. And I put the man one on a woman, okay. and she looked the same. Cause she had a short haircut. Oh damn! Well, are you sh- okay? Oh, um, you can see how that no, would work, no right? When she had the when yeah, she had the sure. man went on, it just kept her with a short haircut, like and it didn't do much. But when I put the woman went on her, it threw a big weave on her. <laughs> okay. Well, let me just tell you this: I don't know how y'all, but Los, in fact, you should do it right now. Get on your Snapchat, go to the filter, and so you can let me know. Cause I want to let you know. I'm nice. I'm a bad bitch with that woman shit on. I'm just let. I just had to say. You cool with that woman shit on. Bad. I'm fine. I'm fine, cousin. 
I am fine with that woman thing on. That's all I'm saying. I was like, damn. And I showed it to some people. I let me. This podcast brought to you by by Smile High CI. I showed it to Smile High CI and his wife. And his wife pulled up her Instagram and said, "Damn, you look exactly like my friend. She's a model." And then, nice. and then Maha said, "Just send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just send me that picture right quick. Just send me that picture right quick. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let me see. Send it to me so I can see you as a chick. Oh, uh, yeah, man." Mine didn't work out great because I got that beard and it didn't cover up the whole beard. It just covered up the beard to my jawline, oh. but you could still see the beard below the jawline that it covered up. So it looked kind of weird. It looked like I had like a a, a, a mad Arab beard, like at the bottom of my <laughs> neck, a neck beard, Andrew Luck style. Uh, but yeah, I looked very much like one of my sisters. I, I And I screenshotted it and sent it to my sisters. And um, one of them was like, I was wondering what you would look like with the filter because... Like whatever, I wonder. I was wondering which one of um, us you would look more like, and that's funny. Like I did definitely look like one of my sisters on there. So I was nice. Those have you done it yet? I was nice too. So relax. Yeah, I'm doing. Which man? I don't know. So it don't even work. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't just say you would have had it done. I that. wouldn't say that I was a bad bitch, but I would say that I look like somebody. I look. I look like. Um, I look better than Aisha Curry. <laughs> <laughs> Was, did y'all see Aisha Curry rocking them braids? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's your girl. Okay. That's all. That's all. That's your man. That's your girl. That's your girl. I mean, I'm just saying, I could have got stealth. Like, is all I'm saying. <laughs> and I am exactly who I was talking about whenever I said she could do better. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a whole bunch of posts, like, boys talking about, they had a picture with, like, a dude looking at the phone with like some lotion in his hand. Oh, he was talking okay. about dudes be beating it off looking at their own Snapchat filter. That's like, wow. That's a little extreme. Lotion in there yet? I might be cold, boy. Hold up. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, no. You hurting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like some deep off bourbon right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little trans, a little, a little <laughs> like, with that beard and like something from way down off wherever. Roger said he looks very good, but I really feel like nah, nah Roger, you like Jawana man, boy. <laughs> but if I we mean, look, come on, I, I think I look, I think I look like me. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all looking at me, but if I, if that would, if y'all, let's say, whoop, snap me Thanos, snap, didn't know me no more, and then boom, that thing come through. And that's me, and but that's me now. I mean, y'all boys hollering. Nah, I'm cool. Y'all boys gonna try to holler. Even if it's no true, doubt. we couldn't say that because then we would be gay. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> now cue up that music for nothing. Nothing nice to say. say. Say if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Nothing nice to say, but I'll go nice. I ain't nothing nice. Yeah. Look, shit. I read this headline on TMZ a few weeks ago. It went just like this. Kim Kardashian quietly helps to free 17 inmates in 90 days. I mean, that's a crazy story. I saw it online. I saw it all over the place. And then and then after a couple of couple of days, I saw another post that said um attorney and criminal justice reform advocate Brittany K. Barnett took to her personal Facebook page to say it was actually two African American women, herself and colleague 
Miangel Cody, who fought to free for the inmates through the Buried Alive Project. So all of that to say, like, nah, it wasn't Kim K, it was them. And I saw it all over. The post was like, African-American women are really the ones who freed them inmates and not Kim K. Barnett actually went on to say, Kim linked arms with us to support us when foundations turned us down. We and our clients and their families have a lot of love for her. They are deeply grateful for her. In 90 days, capitalized two black women lawyers, freed 17 people from life without parole sentences. The second most severe penalty permitted by law in America. Only two of us. Prosecutors opposed nearly every single case we had. Um, they had nothing but Bishop Services appeals. We litigated our asses off in federal courts across the country. We won downward departures in most of our cases due to good lawyering. People said to die in prison are now free. Our clients weren't even on a selective list in the sentencing commission sent out for federal defenders' radars. In fact, we have copies of letters federal defenders sent some of our clients telling them that they weren't even eligible for relief under the First Step Act. But we got them out free. Our work in 90 days is historic. We picked up some, uh, we, we picked up some from prison. We gave reentry stipends. We continue to support them upon release. She even added that Kim was always very clear in her role. It's the media that spins it around, not Kim. We don't care how the media is portraying it. That's what the media does. Who cares? But but honestly, it's been an interesting trend that's been going on for the last few weeks. It's been trending. That the news says that Kim K got fought to free 17 slaves. I mean, 17 slaves, I'm sorry. But it's kind of applicable the way the, the prison reform system is. 17 inmates. And it doesn't ever say anything about the two black women. So like black Twitter and black social media really wants you to understand that it was really the black women who did the work. Hmm. You know, it kind of got me thinking about another story and made me think, why do we give them all the credit for this? I want to compare it to something we talked about a few months back on the podcast. When LeBron left Cleveland, he went back to Akron and he opened the I Promise School. That news was like huge. And we was big up in that story, even on the, on the podcast. It was like the, the lavish thing, all of the news and everybody was giving LeBron credit. But can I ask you a couple of questions? Does LeBron write the fucking curriculum for that school? <laughs> Is LeBron the dude running like the, the in-school suspension? Do he drive the school bus? Oh, he put on the black history program. Hell, does that nigga even come to teach PE every now and again or coach the boys basketball team? I'm saying all of that to like just 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 be fair. I know we don't like Kim K for all of the reasons that we don't like Kim K. Mainly something about Ray J and Alemon and 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 taking y'all black men and Reggie Bush and Kanye and everything else. But just be fair. Because I ain't got nothing nice to say about picking and choosing when to give people credit. When all rich people do, actually, is cut the check anyways. Hmm. So I won't say nothing at all. All gas, no break. Um, I mean, that's just the, that's just the way it is. <laughs> you know, if me, you, let's say, if, let's, say if the, let's say if this podcast was four people and it was me, you, Los, me, Aldo, Los, and... Um, Kim K, then this is the Kim K podcast. (laughs) If if me, you, um, Los and Kim K go hoop on Saturday, then we go and hoop with Kim K. (laughs) Like there's, if, when you get to an iconic status like that of the status of a LeBron James or Kim K or whoever else that's on that level, 
and they do something with people that are in the grand scheme of things regular, small, <laughs> small. regular, degular. Um, that big person is who's gonna JJ Watt. JJ Watt donated or uh, whatever started a growth fund. I don't know what he did. He did something for the Houston yeah. flood. Yeah, I'm sure there's many other people that did way more courageous things than what JJ Watt did. But JJ Watt got save Houston. Put on a pedestal. <laughs> save Houston. JJ Watt put on a stamp. JJ Watt went drunk. I it said JJ Watt drunk all the flood water up so just so people could live. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> nigga drunk it. <laughs> yeah. I just think, but I think it's interesting that Kim K, but how we as a people, it's like, we we got to put out the story that Kim K is not the one who actually did it. Mm-hmm. But people not, you're not going to say, well, LeBron's not actually the one who's running that school. And I, I don't know. I just think it's an interesting parallel there that, because we don't like her. That's what, we, that's the story we want to run with. Yeah. That's right. I mean, we all we all know. I don't. I don't dislike. You said we. I don't dislike. Yeah, and that's that's no. I think and I think we as a collective, we yeah, we as wow. a and the culture yeah. feels negatively about Kim Kardashian. I'm yeah. agreeing with you, Raj, that I don't feel any kind of way about Kim Kardashian. I don't feel bad. I don't feel negative. I don't feel like terribly positive. Like Kim K is like this special human being who does whatever. I just think she's just a celebrity chick. Whatever. I don't watch any of her shows. I feel nothing about Kim Kardashian. Yeah, I'm cool. I mean, I, I do think, I they, think, I think that they, they they some hustlers now. They get that money, they get to the bag any kind of way they can. They will go get that money out of you know that girl turned a sex tape into a whole empire. Hmm. Her and Chris, her and her mama. So I respect the hustle a little bit, but I'm I'm not like ooh Kim K's on. Let me stop and see what she got to say. <laughs> nah. And we all know LeBron yeah, James ain't coming up with no. <laughs> LeBron James would be like, "How much you need? Oh, I think we ought to have this." And LeBron just said, "I want you, 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 you to be on the panel." And somebody I know report to me closely, and I put some little finishing touches in there, and just show up when it's time. <laughs> you know. I feel like people like I'm gonna say this. I feel like LeBron James isn't as smart as Lil Wayne, like no. book book smart. No, I feel like no. both of them, neither one, like I feel like LeBron finished high school and Lil Wayne didn't, but I feel like Lil Wayne like read more books than LeBron in his life. Yeah. <laughs> I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but I just feel like I think you LeBron gave both of them like you gave them a standardized he, test for twelfth grade. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like Lil Wayne would would blow it out the water and LeBron. I think Lil be, Wayne would do better on the English, and neither one of them would do good in the math. LeBron learned anything in school. I don't yeah. think he had to know nothing when he was in high school. I mean, he had time He's to be LeBron. doing. He played. He, no, he played like thirty something national games and only two, three of them were home games. <laughs> like, dude was in basketball practice, man. One of my favorite movies of all time, more than a game. That shit is awesome. It's epic. <laughs> Come on, man. Boy played basketball. What class you going to? Oh, basketball. Raj, that sound ridiculous? That Lil Wayne it would pass a uh, SAT. I mean, get a high score in the SAT than LeBron James. Yeah. Now I think so. I, I you know I think that we split in hairs. That's <laughs> okay. What I think. Okay. I, I okay. I think either. I think that yeah. I think I think LeBron might do better. Okay. So like for the sake of it, I think LeBron would do better on math, and I think <laughs> uh, Lil Wayne would do better in English. Like I think he'd do better in poetry, and that's oh. poetry. And I don't know if there's a poetry, poetry section in the SAT. <laughs> Niggas said specialized. Po- 
it's like English. Find like the correct stanza. <laughs> it's English. Which oh, one of these is a haiku? Yeah. Look at <laughs> he would know. That's what I'm saying. Hey, Lil Wayne be snapping the whole test. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily talking about the talking about the standardized test. Y'all took it there. I was just I talking know. about betting in school, period. Okay. So if there was a poetry class, I think Lil Wayne would ace it. And if there was a why Slam would you necessarily class, yeah, yeah okay that but why would you think LeBron would be better at math I, I would think agree. they both kind of suck I don't know I just I just feel like I don't know I don't like I've seen I've seen um, LeBron on TV and mm-hmm. I've seen like Lil Wayne on like uh, first take and stuff like that and he just doesn't seem very I don't give him a lot of credit he don't seem very smart to me okay so I just think he's really good at Whatever it is that he's good at, and I think LeBron would be—I don't know—I think I think LeBron's smart. Nah, I, I, that's—I disagree with you. I okay. think LeBron's smart. I think LeBron. But, I think LeBron makes smart decisions. They don't necessarily make you smart. I think LeBron got a bunch of friends, and they end up—you know—like they, t- they told a story. Actually, you know, you, you you say I want my friends to be involved in this, you know, and then along the way, like LeBron paid attention and, and made sure his homeboys paid, paid attention. They stayed focused, and they made good decisions. I think Maverick Carter is probably might be smart. You know, I, I think Le- uh I think if Le- I think if LeBron if LeBron so like let's say this, like I'm not real strong in like calculus and all of those things, so you know, most people would beat me in that. But I know where to find I know who I could who I could hit up yeah. if I need to study. Yeah. Um I don't think Lil Wayne has those friends. I think LeBron does. I feel like Le- no yeah. I feel like Le- I feel like but if we just talking about we didn't talk about hitting nobody, we're talking about them two in front of the SAT, I feel like Lil Wayne is smart enough to kind of put two and two together and kind of maybe get it a little bit before LeBron would. I I, I think well, I agree. Here's the, here's the really reality of it: we both don't know because I don't. We, know. And we don't. And, but you know what's funny? We we could go down a list of athletes and rappers, and I think that's a perfect comparison, Lil Wayne and LeBron, because mm. it's just kind of it's, it seems like polar opposites. But because of what people rap about and stuff, like niggas would probably think that Andre three thousand would get a, a fifteen hundred on the SAT. That nigga but, might be dumb as shit. Like, to say. <laughs> he didn't I mean, go to high school I might give all, J yeah. Cole, I might give J Cole like a little bit of credit because he went to college. Like certain people that I'm like, if you went to college, you probably had to pass in SAT at, at or least, ACT. Least, yeah. Yeah. So you got some minimum skills of intelligence. Yeah. But athletes and, and shit like that, like, I mean, and a lot of them athletes had to go pass the SAT, but how many times they took it once we go the Wonder League test? I feel like Vince Young is probably not as smart as, you know, as nah, like where we, pick it's, a rapper. It's, it's, well, it's well documented. Slim Thug is probably smarter Vince than Vince Young. Yeah, like Vince, Vince Young, he's definitely not smaller than the fifth grader. Yeah, so you know that for sure. I mean, it's a it's a lot of interesting um, commentary there. I don't know how we got off on that tangent, but it's a very funny conversation. Okay. Um, yes. R.I.P. to uh, Pamela Shante Turner, the woman who said in Baytown, Texas, who said, "I'm pregnant. Don't shoot me." And they still shot wow. her five times. Man, these Perfect. crackers getting out of control. Um, like we said, we we wasn't gonna spend a whole podcast talking about it because it's just just out, it's out of hand. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if the woman pregnant or not. If she say she pregnant, don't shoot her five times, dog. <laughs> he shot the lady five times. Anyway, that's gonna have me mad. And and die slow to the dude who killed that little girl right down the street from my job. Die slow, nigga. Yeah, I mean, parents getting out of, out of hand for killing children. They they do that shit all the time. That's a that's a crazy take on it, man. Look, 
Um, best friend weekend, weekend phase three, a week away, man. Ooh. By the time you're hearing this, uh, we're gonna probably be getting ready to, to gear up and take our talents to uh, the nation's capital. We're gonna yes. be in the district. Um, oh, Barack coming too. I, I just confirmed Barack coming. He hit me. Oh, Bar- Barack said he coming. Yeah, Barack coming. He wasn't Michelle, not though, but Barack. He said he'll be there Saturday. So, um, I saw the funniest post on. The internet the other day because the internet's undefeated. It said Barack plus Thanos equals Baranos or Baranos or something like that. And it had like a picture of Barack like superimposed with Thanos with like his face on with his neck and all the rest of that. But hold up, it was so mathematical. I don't know if y'all saw this. It was like Barack plus Thanos equals Baranos equals The Rock. And that shit looked just like The Rock. <laughs> The Rock looks like a mix between Barack and Thanos. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, best friend weekend, weekend phase three. We'll check y'all next weekend, man. Appreciate y'all sitting down hollering at us this week. We out.